0: We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom.
1: I just don't fathom it.
0: The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world.
2: Across the world on the, wow, I didn't notice that earlier. Across the world on the internet and around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator, it is The Michael Dukes Show. Good morning. Sorry, I just flipped the camera to myself and realized that my hair was sticking straight up That's what happens when you don't look at the thing Hi, how are you? Welcome to Thursday And uh, it is uh, just another beautiful day in paradise Almost 30 degrees here at the old radio ranch And uh, I'm on the mend, I'm on the mend Yeah, feeling (laughs) feeling a lot better than what I was before How you guys doing? You you still got the post election blues, I mean I know it's a thing, uh, but uh, just just keep reminding yourself that this too will pass. This too will pass. I know I know I didn't even get on social media yesterday because I knew it would be uh, <clears throat> it would be random sadness, random sadness from one end to the other. That's okay. That's okay. We're gonna we've lived through worse, my friends. Come on. We live through all kinds of stuff. Barack Obama with all his things, Hillary Clinton in the State Department. And it's just, I mean, we've 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 lived through some tough times. All right? Don't worry about it. It's gotta be okay. We just learn and we move forward. That's what we need to do. It's just just buckle up, buttercup. Keep going. That's what we that's what we need to make happen. Um, all right. So today on the program, we've got um, uh, we got some stuff. We got some stuff uh, and things. We're going to go over some of the new numbers here that came out yesterday. We got an update of the various counts for the various races. For some, it means nothing. For others, it uh, means a shift um, in uh, in in one direction or another. <clears throat> so we'll have some more analysis of that this morning. We'll talk about it, and I think uh, we might even um, have some phone calls or something too. We'll see. We'll see what we do in hour one here. I'm kind of playing it by ear as I go through and look at all the different, uh, <clears throat> um, go through all the different uh, numbers and the new stats, including thank you to I think it was Susie sent it to me, and also Rob sent it to me, and everything else. But I now have the combined ballot count report, which is a. Uh, this is a report that tells uh, you by house district. Uh, it tells you. Did it not give me the Senate one? Just the House. It must be that. It must be. A, anyway, it gives me the. Um, it gives me the uh, number of ballots that were requested. By you know for early balloting and for absentees and so it gives me an idea of how many ballots are still kind of floating around out there and uh, so it gives me a little bit of a better idea maybe of potentially what could be done uh, or what could happen as more of these ballots trickle in so interesting it's going to be interesting interesting stuff. So, we're going to go through all that. Uh we're going to talk about that and we'll it it's it's just overall a good a good time here in hour 1. Now, in hour 2, Mike Coons is going to be joining us. Mike Coons is uh <clears throat> one of the leaders of uh AMAC. Uh no, let me I mean let me just let me just say this. Um uh it is <laughs> It is uh, – AMAC was the – basically, it is the more conservative alternative to the AARP. And Mike was uh, key to getting AMAC chapters started here in the state of Alaska. And uh, so it's um, – this is good. This is this is good uh, that he got that started. Then we find out here not too long ago that he got ousted for some reason. And um, all the people got together in the uh, Matsu area, and they, all the AMAC members, and they voted to dissolve the chapter. Uh, con, AMAC was like, no, 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 we're, it's all fine. Don't worry. You don't need it. We've got you covered. And they're like, nope, sorry. And uh, boom, away he went. So, um, Mike <coughs> Coons, who actually came on this program, this is the irony of this whole thing. Uh, Mike Coons came on this program um, right when he got started to spread the word about AMAC and what they did. Uh, I had him on the program several times to discuss it. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat is still dry. Um, and, uh, and so he built it up at the beginning here on the show, and now he's going to tell us exactly what transpired and uh, what's going on. So it is what it is. You know, we, you know, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, all right. So we're going to, uh, we're going to get into that and, uh, talk about that in hour two with Mike Coons. And meanwhile, this is, uh, this is all good. This is how we're going to get started. A couple interesting stories. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start off with this one because I'm sorry, the weird factor folks, the the weird factor. Um, I like Sarah Palin as a person. Um, I've known her for many years. She used to appear on the program semi-frequently. Um, I was a ardent supporter of her for governor. Uh, and <clears throat> I was a supporter of her for uh, vice president when she ran then. But... Ever since then, she has just gotten weirder. Uh, I mean, just like, uh, just off in her own, I don't know. So this, to me, when I saw this story, I'm like, uh, okay. So Sarah Palin, uh, yesterday, declared that she is presuming her victory and has announced Jerry Ward as her acting chief of staff. She said she's already working with the Congressional Freedom Caucus in Washington, D.C. to deliver opportunities for Alaska and would be meeting with the Freedom Caucus today, Thursday. It's my privilege, she said, to appoint Jerry Ward as acting chief of staff. Please see contact info for Jerry Ward below. And then she went on to thank her supporters in this video. She called Nick Begich a Democratic plant dumping on the Republican establishment, and never once mentioned Mary Peltola, her friend, who appears to be winning overall. Now, the irony of all this stuff is the fact that <clears throat> she's, she calls Nick Baggage a Democrat plant. She is depending uh, – I mean, the, the chances of her actually winning this thing are – vanishingly small folks i mean vanishingly small currently uh mary peltola has 47.22 percent of the vote um well wait that's from yesterday's that this article has yesterday's numbers let me look at uh let me look at the actual numbers here that i have um uh right here uh let me let me let me, excuse me while I whip this out. Let me figure out where <clears throat> where my uh, source is here. Here we go. Okay, so this is, boom. Okay, so here is the latest numbers. Ooh, it's a long document. you got to scroll way back. Okay. All right, so it's still right. 47.22% of the vote is what Mary Peltola has. That equates... To 101,236 votes for Mary, first votes, first votes for Mary Peltola Sarah Palin has 26.59, uh, Nick Baggage <laughs> has 24.21 Alright, that's 57,000 for Palin and just under 52,000 for Nick Baggage <clears throat> So, um, here's what has to happen All the libertarian candidate Chris Buy's votes will be disseminated, right? That's going to happen in the first round because he's the lowest, he's the low man on the totem pole here with only 3,700 votes, of which I am proud to say I was one. 3,700 votes. His votes will be redistributed. Um, Many of them will probably go to Nick Begich and a few will go to Sarah Palin. But then you get to the third round. Because that's the second, right? And here's the third. The third round will be Nick Baggage's will we'll go. Because even if Nick got every one of Chris By's vote, he's not going to overtake Sarah Palin. He, there's only 3,700 votes there. He's at 52. She's at 57,000. There's not enough to make it happen. Okay. I mean, I think. Well, you know. Now that I say that, let me let me make sure that my math in my in my semi drug induced haze here not drug induced. I took a little cold medicine, but you know what I mean. Uh, let me make sure that I am not uh, overstating that uh, that it's not going to be close. No, not even close. Still, he's sixteen hundred short, sixteen hundred votes short. Even if he got every one of Chris By's votes, and And let's say another 500 from the write-ins, because a write-in may only write one in, or they might do something, they might do a second one. There's 540 write-ins. So grand total, 4,200 votes, still not enough to catch Sarah Palin. If he got every write-in vote and he got all of Chris By's vote, Nick Baggage still would not have enough to overcome Sarah Palin. Okay, so that's enough. Now we're to the third round. Right. Um, Sarah Palin banging on Nick baggage as a Democratic plant, but counting on his voters to have done what she said she wasn't going to do early on. And that is rank the red. She would have to get almost all of Nick baggage's second place votes. To. To make it through, she would have to get almost all of them um, to beat Mary Peltola's one hundred and one thousand votes. She'd have to get uh, out of his fifty one thousand votes. She would have to get um, oof, math forty three thousand of all those votes, which is the lion's share of the fifty fifty one thousand. Right. So, it's possible, statistically possible, but based on the last go-round of votes, remember back when everybody was shocked to find out that something like 35% of Palin voters didn't even vote for a second candidate because she told them not to because she told it was all ridiculous? Remember that? Or the fact that many of those second-round votes in both uh, Baggages and Palin's camp both voted for Peltola in the second go-round. Something like, what was it, 20% and 11%, something like that. So this is tough. This is tight. But here's Sarah Palin. Just acting like, no, no, nothing to see here, don't worry, I'm, I'm all good, I'm, I'm winning, winning. And then she had this whole thing about, you know, I'm excited to ramp up the fight for Alaska, um, just, I don't know. I don't know. If she wins, great. I'm excited, that'll be good. I mean, I'm glad that Mary Peltola won't be going, but it just seems weird. Because we're not going to know for, uh, well, two weeks, to the 23rd. It's exactly 13 days from now when we will know what's going on in this race. But she's just <clears throat> jumping out there and doing it to it. Just doing it to it. So anyway, that was the weirdness to begin with for today. That I saw that and I was just like that just it seems odd. Just seems a bit odd to me. But this is politics in the state of Alaska and I guess this is what we've got to get uh I guess this is what we've got to get used to now. Is just more of this stuff going on. All right, we got uh more coming up. We're going to continue with some of these new numbers. Um and we'll again have the uh, we should have the uh, number of absentee ballots and things like that to help round that out. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to continue this discussion. And then Mike Coons is going to be joining us in uh, our two. the Michael Duke show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We'll return to more right after this. Uh, we must have beat Michael to his own show. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was right here the whole time. Um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, good morning. What's sad is that Americans for Prosperity touted that they help all conservatives knocking on doors. They did nothing for the Shabaka camp and was caught on Project Veritas with Murkowski. Good morning, uh fellow survivors of the government-sponsored economic crash. Uh uh I quit AMAC after that. Uh, said Sandy. Uh Mike was the only reason I joined. Yes. Um Good morning, good morning. There was only one weird factor? No, there was a lot more. Um, with uh with, with the, Maybe you should do a Zoom session with Brian, uh because Brian is uh What's Brian doing? Brian is pouring coffee straight into the filter without measuring it. Ooh, baby. Um, all right, another glitchy day on Facebook says Brian. He switched over to YouTube. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's uh, going on, but uh, there we go. Um, <clears throat> Uh okay. Who is the al- What is the alternative? Amac? We'll talk about that. I'm sure with Mike. Palin was planning on running for Senate, but Kelly beat her to it. Palin made a weird video in the winter of 20 or 21. She didn't decide to run until Don died. Nick was already debating Don in public. She's a fake and a fraud, and that pander her just as bad. You know, Richard, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I'll just, I'll say, I don't disagree with you. Nick was already heavily into the race, and she could have, you know, she could have, she could have just supported him and endorsed him. And that would have, that would be be it. And then since Shabaka lost, Palin could have run again in, you know, in the next one. All right. Um, Republican party should have forced Begich out just like a real primary. Then we wouldn't have had this problem. Why force Begich out? Will he? He was already there. He was already running. He was running before Don died. I mean, why? You know, we know the Republican Party's not going to do anything except roll over and wet on themselves. Seriously. Oh, they should have forced somebody out. Oh, yeah, like they did with Lisa after they censured her. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. What happened to Sarah? She'd become stranger and stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'm thinking of the Philippines. Live on the beach and wait for a real wave, <laughs> said Bill. He's yeah, but you can't snow machine in the Philippines. Bill, you can't. Um all right. Uh I like her a lot, but cannot fathom why she would take support from Mitch McConnell. Um who, Sarah? Sarah took support from Mitch McConnell? Um, we put pressure on legislators to get rid of our CV. Alternate to AMAC is AARP, uh, Obamacare. Okay. Um, good morning. Must be counting ballots in the dark out in the snow. Should be illegal to take so long to show the results. They're waiting for ballots to show up. I think that's what the argument is here. <laughs> um... Yeah. Who cares? He lost the primary, came in second. Get out of the way. But that's the thing. It was a jungle primary. I mean, hey, guess who won the primary? Mary Peltola. So everybody else should just go home then? I, I, I just don't understand sometimes the people, the knee jerk reaction of. I mean, he did the work. He went out there – has Palin really – no, I'm not even going to get into it because I'm just going to get pissed about it. Palin has been off in the pucker brush down south, glamming it up and, and being on Fox and honking for the cameras and going out with her boyfriend and doing everything else. Well, Nick Baggage was flying around this state talking to people in various villages like you, Willie. I would think that you would want to support somebody like that instead of a, uh, <clears throat> you know, a PR princess like Sarah Palin. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you know, by if by some Christmas miracle, the numbers all work out, and Palin does actually win this thing. But again, by a Christmas miracle, she'll look prescient at that point. <laughs> she won't just look weird; she'll look prescient, like she was declaring victory way ahead of everything else. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I mean, I got I got no problem. I Willie has the right to support... Oh, we got into an argument on the chat in the chat room at the very end there. Uh, Willie could support whoever he wants. Uh, anybody could support whoever they want. I just think it's ridiculous to say, well, you know, if Baggage had just dropped out early on... Baggage was the one that started this whole thing. Baggage was the one that started his campaign with his own money. I mean, a year. Sarah Palin is the Johnny-come-lately to this thing. Right? I mean she she is the she didn't decide to run until after Don Young died nick baggage had already been on the trail for 6 months before that happened and to say well that he should have dropped out and blah 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 why who actually went out there and campaigned i'm just asking the question i'm just asking the question who went out there and actually campaigned nick baggage or sarah Palin? i mean i'm just wondering I mean, if, if, why, why didn't you say Sarah should have dropped out? Since Nick was there first, he was actually out on the road doing the, doing, the, doing the work. He was you know going to the different places, showing up, doing these things. While she was off flitting around New York and Nevada and Florida, and, you know, that's what I'm asking. Somebody said, well, the Republican Party should have stood up and, yeah, right, the Republican Party in this state, the Republican Party in this state. Is a joke. A joke. I mean, I um, <clears throat> maybe it's the cold medicine talking, but I'm kind of tired of kicking it around the bush. The Republican Party in this state is a bunch of little knots of people who seem to be looking out for themselves. you got some great Republican districts out there who are fighting, who want it, who are mad as hell, who are calling for censure. And then you get to the state party and they're like, well, yeah, you know... Well, if we could get around to it, we might uh, we might fix that. And we'll, we'll issue a strongly worded letter that doesn't actually say anything. And we'll do, well, we'll really do nothing about it. We'll really do nothing about it, so it won't matter. The Republican Party is not going to do anything for you folks. I mean, the Republican Party is... Really. Nationwide, they have it's been just a failure. Just been an absolute failure. They can't decide, you know, which direction they want to go and they want to tear at each other. Meanwhile, the Democrats are just continuing to glom on to success and and uh, and influence. So, uh, you know, that's that's what we're going to do. All right. <clears throat> I uh it's a hot freaking mess. That's, you know what? That's pretty much that's that's a t-shirt right there. It's a hot freaking mess. That's what's going on. All right. Um where was I before we got sidetracked? So, oh, we're going over the numbers. Yeah, that's what it was. Again, I apologize. Still Still working my way through this stuff. All right, so 99.5% of precincts reporting in on the latest numbers. <clears throat> and um, as we analyzed yesterday, it's uh, it's not looking good for the home team, folks. It's not looking good for the home team. And that would be, of course, uh, Team Chewbacca. In the U.S. Senate race, 400 out of 402 precincts reported. Is that right? 402 precincts. Okay, yeah, precincts, got it. Uh, Anyway, 99.5% of everything reporting. This is from yesterday at 2.22 p.m., which is odd because the first one is 2.22 a.m. Must be something that's automatically generated. Anyway... U.S. Senator uh, with 99% of the ballots uh, coming in as opposed to only 96% uh, the morning before. 99.5% of the ballots coming in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Lisa Murkowski trails Kelly Shibaka by roughly 3,000 votes. 44.26% for Shabaka. for Murkowski. Now, if you assume that all of Buzz Kelly's votes, well, that's an assumption, but let's just play, let's play with fire, shall we? Let's just assume that all of Buzz Kelly's votes go to Kelly Shabaka. 6,228 votes to Kelly's 94,120. So we're going to get 100,348 votes. My God, I did the math in my head. <laughs> one, three, one, that's it right there. 100,348 votes for Kelly Shibaka with Buzz Kelly rolled in. That means that she will be ahead of Lisa Murkowski by 100,000 votes. Uh, excuse me. Apologies. By 10,000 votes. But here's the kicker, folks. Buzz Kelly gets eliminated in the second round. His votes all go to Kelly Chewbacca. But then you have the third round. And Patricia Chesbro, with her 20,000 votes, rolls right over the transom and floods the boat. And Lisa Murkowski wins against Kelly Chewbacca. I mean, there's just there's just no other way about it. This is what this is what they were counting on the entire time to put in a candidate for U.S. Senate, the Democrats, who was malleable, who was another Scott Adams, who was willing to take one on the chin and go out there and uh, you know. Be the stalking horse for Murkowski to be able to do all the things that she doesn't want to do. Talk about, you know, talk about abortion and, and gun control and uh, and social justice and everything else. And then tell everybody, and if I don't make it, vote for, vote for Lisa. That's it right there. 212,000 votes. And by the time it's all said and done, it's going to be Lisa Murkowski by... Maybe three percent, four percent. Right? It'll be it'll be four or five thousand votes. Lisa Murkowski will will beat um, Kelly Shabaka, I think. At this point, I I just I don't. Again, it would have to be some kind of Christmas miracle where all of Pat Chesbro's voters just were so mad that they couldn't even vote for Lisa, they bullet voted for Pat Chesbro. I don't think that's going to happen. Do you? Do you? All right, we already did the analysis of the uh, U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, good news on the governor's front, uh, with 99.5% of all precincts reporting in, 52%? Mike Dunleavy. That's not even going to have to go to a second round. Uh, that's, that's it. That's a one and done. Mike Dunleavy wins the election um, and uh, does not even have to go on to uh, a second round. Um, and quite honestly, what's really interesting to see here is that even if you combined the Walker, Dragus, and the Gara Cook numbers, forty-three percent, there was not—they wouldn't, wouldn't even have mattered. Not even enough. Not even enough. And I know that many of us who voted for Charlie Pierce, those numbers would have gone right to Dunleavy as well. I'm down here in this voting for Charlie Pierce number one. So, I mean. That would have gone on top of it. That's just icing on the cake, for uh, for uh, uh, Mike Dunleavy and company. So that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. All right. Now we need to look at some of the other races that we talked about yesterday. Um, some of these races, again, it's 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 a done deal. I mean, the Gary Stevens race, fifty-five percent. That's you know anything. This is an interesting race here. This Senate District D which is the Tuckerman-Babcock-Jesse Bjorkman-Andy Sizek uh, race. Um, and i got to go over here to the combined. Oh, see, that's not going to do it. That's the house races. Where is the – I was just going to get the numbers out of the uh... – Nope, I don't have those numbers. Okay. Well, I'm curious as to see what the uh, numbers are. I'm gonna to have to pull this here during the next break i'll pull the I'll pull the ballot numbers for the Senate. I only have the house ones up right now so I want to know how many ballots went out um how many uh um, online in person you know uh, <clears throat> what do they call that absentee ballots there you go and early voting ballots I want to know how many of those went out for this district because um this is a this is a this is an interesting number Jesse Bjorkman 46 percent Tuckerman Babcock 41.87 um, percent so Andy Sizek is going to his votes will be divided the question is who's going to get the votes now it was already noted that Tuckerman Babcock uh, has said um, that he um, wh- how did he put it it was it was actually very um, it was, it was actually very kind. Um, he said,
1: <clears throat> uh,
2: Jesse Bjorkman, five, blah, 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 I congratulate him, Babcock said on social media on Wednesday, and wish him the best in his new role. Babcock said, based on early numbers, that Bjorkman would win the Soldatna Senate seat, which is, I, I find that interesting. I find that interesting that what is supposedly the reddest district in the state, the Kenai Peninsula, the Kenai Peninsula borough, um. Has continued to put out. Um. Candidates and elect candidates that are not as red as we think. I mean. You know we we got Peter Machicky right. We had uh, <clears throat> we had uh, um, now we've got Jesse Bjorkman and we've got um, uh, Ruffridge. Right those those are the two that are coming in and then uh excuse me and then uh the one that uh, that uh, Harold that uh, Ron Gillum uh took over for uh to begin with and I've, I've cop Chuck cop no uh knop Gary Knop. Uh, He was you know I mean look at who we've been putting out that this is again supposedly one of the reddest districts in the state and then I look at the assemblies and I look at the elected bodies and I'm like you guys are maybe the most red place in the state but we better start paying attention to what's going on in your local communities because you guys seem to be producing some of the weirdest kind of bifurcated purple people. You know, we may be red, but the people that you're sending down here sure seem to be a bit purplish. Right? I mean, is it just me? Or is it every time I see another candidate up, I'm like, well, that's kind of, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Now we got the Ben Carpenters, we got the Sarah Vances. I mean, there's a few exceptions to that rule. But it seems like everybody else, now Ron Gillum's out, so wh- <laughs> where, where's the... I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to read it at this point. But I, quite honestly, this is the race that shocked me. Because I thought, man, I thought Tuckerman, I thought he was had this in the bag. But apparently, there was a sizable contingent that decided that uh, they didn't want more red in the legislature. I mean, I counted this one as a solid win already. This was my shock. So... It's uh, it's interesting. All right, we're going to continue here. Uh, we've got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. We're going to be back. And we will see. Well, we will see in our final thoughts here before we get into Hour 2. Back with more right after this.
0: Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and show.com
2: Okay. All right. Um... Uh, I'm going back up here to see what you guys are talking about here. Um, Nick for Senate 2024. Um, yeah, no, I think Nick should run against, uh, uh, against Dan Sullivan. I agree. I agree. Um, wow. You guys got real verbose there. Um, okay. Still now I'm scrolling. Now I got to the top to where I was. Now I'm working my way back again. Uh, Nick for Senate. We just talked about that. Meanwhile, inflation goes up and our 401ks dive. Yep. Um, Sullivan is a big disappointment. Kelly had a good chance of being our Senator. She, she, she had a good chance of being our Senator. Um, I mean, maybe she should just switch gears and run against Sullivan. Oh man, wouldn't that be fireworks between Murkowski and and Kelly? Of note, Megan Trump did very well, Eskimo Libertarian, in the House. I saw that she uh, she did really well for a first time outing. She got over thirty percent of the vote. Um, uh, thir- well thirty, 30- yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, she did really well for n- having never done anything like that before. Very proud of her. Maybe if we're sick enough of the two parties, we can start campaigning for Chris right now. Got two years. I'd love to see that. Um, Okay. Uh, They figure only 8% mark a second choice. That means Kelly T. is probably going to be our new senator. What? They figure only 8%? Uh, Harold, where'd that number come from? Wait, let me go back here. I mean, if that's true, uh, and I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying... That would mean it only eight percent. Uh, Pat Chesbro, if only eight percent of uh, where was I? Damn it, Janet. Here we go. So, if you're saying, and I, I want to know what your source is on that, uh, eight percent of 20,000, um, and let's say eight percent of there, so that would be, uh, um, you know another so she'd be at <clears throat> almost 95 thousand but if only eight percent of of this would be really I want to know where the eight percent number comes from because if only eight percent did that means that uh, that uh, um, only about 1800 votes would go in here 1800 and that means that Kelly would still win but I just can't see – I can't see it only being 8%. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Um, libertarians had to pick between socially tolerant or fiscally responsible candidates. We couldn't pick a candidate with both. I thought we did. That's why I voted for Chris By. I, I know what you're talking about, Claire. Care? Um, uh, wouldn't they have to rank Lisa and in, in that round, uh, Big Snowflakes? Okay. Uh, maybe Dunleavy can govern the way we thought he would now that he doesn't have to worry about re-election. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Chris Ikes, <laughs> I can love. State of the Republican Party. Dunleavy wins in the first round, but all other conservatives lose. Yeah, that was. Dunleavy, was right to sell out a conservative base, wins the race but loses his soul? Jeez. Um, the way, uh, okay, shenanigans on the peninsula. Teachers and their unions got Bjorkman elected. Um, Tuckerman helped screw Joe Miller, so I say feed him fish heads. Yikes. Um, uh, every single person I know in the Kenai Peninsula called me on election day and asked me how to vote. That, I get that every year, although I had my phone turned off this year, so nobody called me. Maybe they did. Maybe I'm the one that lost the race for everybody. Um, I wonder if voters are just tired of the divisive nature of the whole process, and that's why they went to the middle. That very well cost – that could possibly be right there. Um, Ruffridge shows the power of the teachers' union. That's why Tuckerman-Babcock may lose. Um, yeah, we have a big pharma shill and an NEA puppet. We're sending it to Juno from the KPB. Yeah, it's very, very sad. You know, very sad. Uh, reading Andy Sisek's, uh response to AK Beacon question, I say his voters would lean Babcock. We'll have to say we'll we'll have to see what's going on. Eight <clears throat> percent are exhausted. Oh, ninety-two percent are distributed. Well, if you do the numbers on that, ninety-two percent of twenty thousand is eighteen thousand. That still beats. That still beats Chewbacca. That I mean, eight percent are exhausted. Ninety-two percent distributed. That's that's where you go. Um. All right. <sighs> Ready to do this? Let's go. All right, <laughs> we're trying to read the tea leaves here in the chat room during the break. Here, we're trying to figure out: is there any way to make this math work out for Kelly Shabaka versus uh, Lisa Murkowski? And I'm sorry, I just don't—I just don't see how you make the numbers work. I mean, like I said, even if you assume that all of Buzz Kelly's votes go to Lee, uh, to go to Kelly Shabaka, I mean that would mean that she would roughly have a hundred thousand votes. Well, Lisa's at almost ninety-one thousand. She only needs nine thousand votes to beat that, and Pat Chesbro took twenty thousand of them. So that means it was, if even half of Chesbro's voters rank Lisa as number two. Then, there you go i i just I just don't see it. I just don't see any viable path. Maybe I'm being Debbie Downer, like I said, maybe it's the medicine. I don't know, but maybe that's you know that's 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 where it's at, okay, um. Where were we going before we got so rudely interrupted? Oh, uh, we were talking about the different races. Let me go back to the different races here. Um, yeah, the one that, that surprises me here, I mean, it's still possible. There's only a difference between Bjorkman and Babcock in District D down in the Kenai. There's only a difference of just under 600 votes, 540 votes roughly. Um, Andy Sizek has 1,434 votes. So the question is, did Andy Sizek's voters bullet vote him or did they decide to, you know, and and he sounded like he was more in line. uh, I didn't read the article, but one of the commenters in the chat room said that his answers to the Alaska Beacon sounded like they were more in line with Babcock than with Bjorkman. So, I mean, at this point, Tuckerman would have to get, well, Tuckerman would have to get over half of X, uh second votes, and that would assume no second vote's going to Bjorkman. I just don't know, because the votes can go either way. Um, so this is still a question mark, although Tuckerman Babcock has already conceded, it's still a question mark. Uh, the one that's too close to call, of course, is Senate District E: Roger Holland and Kathy Geisel, um, and of course Rosalind Casey is in the wings on that. This was literally a three-way split: 33, 34, and thirty-one percent. Now, the question is: Do uh, do all of uh, Rosalind Casey's voters just vote Kathy Geisel because she's closest and nearest and dearest to their heart? I, I don't know. I mean, this was not nearly as, well, uh, although you could see that Kathy Giesel was, she's the one that got all up and cozy with Matt Klayman and, and did campaign events with him and, and, and started running a bipartisan, you can see it already, can't you? You could see it already. Um, all right. What was the one? uh, Yeah. Matt Klayman, Mia Costello, um, 40, excuse me, 50.45%, 49.36%. Dang it. I don't have the, um, I didn't get, I didn't get the, uh, I I did not get the uh, invoice, excuse me, not invoice. I did not get the link for absentee, here we go, right here. I did get it right here. Combined, is this the one? But is this just to have... Yeah, this is just the House. Why does it not show the Senate district? Oh, I know why. Because they combined. You got to know which. <clears throat> I'm an idiot. You got. <laughs> Sorry. You've got to know which. You've got to combine them yourself. So you got to figure out which district. That's how you figure out how many are out in a Senate district. Because you got to know which districts that Senate district covers, and then you got to do the math and figure out how many are combined. So that's my fault, and I can't remember the districts well enough to do all that, so we'll have to come back to that. But Matt Clayman, Mia Costello, I'll have to do some crunching later on this afternoon and figure it out. But, I mean, the difference between the two of them right now is hundred uh, 135 votes, roughly. I mean, come on. 140 votes between the two of them. Uh, the big question somebody asked me in the chat room earlier uh, was on, of course, Senate District O, which was Mike Schauer and Doug Massey. And the good news there is, baby, Mike Shower 52.41%. That's it. That was a 41% voter turnout in District O. That's a pretty good turnout. And Mike Schauer turned the tide, and it's 52.41%, meaning, well, that doesn't matter because there's only two of them anyway. It's not like they would run another round of ranking. But Mike Schauer came out uh, victorious on that one. Uh, The other one that people were asking the question of was uh, for Kevin McCabe, and that is House District 30. Um, which would be uh, District 29 and 30. Am I right there? So Districts 29 and 30. uh, Districts 29 had um, uh, 1,207 and 1,488. So that would be 1,696 absentee ballots went out or early vote ballots. Uh, 1,600 and what did I just say? 1,686, uh, of which, um, um, not, I'm sorry, not 1,686, 2,686, and of which we have only received so far 774 from District 29 and uh, another 990 from District uh, 30, which leaves us with almost 1,000 ballots still that were sent out but have not yet come back in. So we've got nearly 1,000 ballots that are still due to come in. And uh, so 1,000 ballots between those two and Kevin McCabe and uh, Doyle Holmes and Joy Mendiola. So Kevin is at 45%. Now, the question is, first of all, we've got 1,000 ballots that are still out there, so we don't know what's going to happen there. But second of all, Joy Mendiola, are they more likely as b- bullet voters? Are they more likely to be bullet voters, or are they more likely to rank Doyle Holmes because they don't like Kevin? I don't know. And will Doyle Holmes—I is- <laughs> do, I just don't know. Because this is, going to, this is what it's going to come down to. It's going to eliminate Joy, and then it's going to be between Kevin and Doyle. So I, I, just, I just don't know at that point. We'll have to see. Uh, if they rank it out, then it'll be a percentile of what's left. That's, that's going to be the bottom line. So this one is not assured yet, although he does hold a 10% lead over Doyle Holmes right now. So that was the question asked and answered. Uh, House District 31, this is the other one. Did Kelly Nash's second choice votes go to Bart LeBon? We don't know yet. We just don't know. We're going to have to be watching all those things uh, to see how they run out. Okay. Well, that brings us uh, to the end of this hour. We got Mike Coons with AMAC coming up here in just a few moments. We're going to talk with him about he was with AMAC, formerly with AMAC. We're going to talk with him here in a few minutes, and uh, we'll see what goes on from there. Meanwhile, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will do that. Don't forget, you can always join us over on Facebook if you want to participate in the chat room. It's been a lively one today, a lively chat session today. Uh, just go on over to uh, Facebook.com slash Show if you'd like to uh, be part of it there. You could also, of course, uh, check us out uh, on our own website, michaeldukeshow.com, where you'll find the links to the audio-only live stream, to the podcast, and to pretty much everything else we got going on. So, go check it out. Back with more, hour two dead ahead, it is The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Mike Coons is our guest up next. question we should be asking ourselves, says Dick is um, why every major race nearly is nearly even with vote count. Are these districts really that purple? I think some of them are. That purple. My God, my hair will just not sit down. Let's see what we going on here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are they that purple? I mean, I just I just ranted about it down on the peninsula. I mean, what do we got on the peninsula down there? Right. Um, I think you may have to assume that half and this is, I think, probably uh, pretty accurate here. I think you may have to assume that half of the second choice people voted against the incumbent if they voted for the same party as their first choice. It's very possible. We just don't know. I mean, we're in, we're in uncharted territory at this point. Cover the front. We're getting too much glare. Come on, man. What are you giving me a hard time about? Uh, sorry. It's okay. Over the Thanksgiving holidays, you guys are gonna I'm mean, going to come back, and it's going to be a whole new deal. I'm tearing the whole studio out and redoing a bunch of different stuff, including the lighting putting a new camera in better lighting it'll be fine but you know there you go Um, have to remember only 30% even voted let's see I have to agree with you Michael that I'm pretty sure a lot of people just don't understand how the rank choice numbers are going to play out here on the 23rd. No, I, I don't think they will. Um, they're going to account for some of these ballots um, as they come in. Somebody said, what are they going to do? Are they going to hold them? What was, what was the question? Do they throw the absentee ballots uh, in with the other counts or do they hold them until the end? My understanding is that they're throwing them in as we get these updates. They're throwing these ballots into the mix as we as we get the updates. That's why the numbers have been changing. But they could hold them all to the end, I guess, at that point. Um, uh, Dems did such a better job educating their voters on rank choice. Reps just complained about Republicans until the midnight hour. That's true. Um, I mean, I did my bit. I put out my little Facebook or my little YouTube video on why you need to rank. You know, you may not like the game, but you got to play it to win. Um, um, the last voters, uh, coming in are from the villages. Lisa has no question. Let's move on to the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think that's, yeah, I, I think you might be right. Again, it would have to be some kind of a, a Christmas miracle keel for Lisa not to win at this point. It really would have to be. Um, all we did was toss out the old bums and vote in some new bums well that's kind of how it works right um yeah all right well we'll have to see we'll have to see what it comes out to um the rank choice voting is not going away with this new legislature bjorkman supported it um you did really well educating folks, says Sandy. Well, I mean, I did my best. It's, it is what it is. Um, uh, what? I, I don't understand what all this is about here. 37, 10, 20, King Cove. So the ones that needed help just stayed on the bandwagon. relied on. I don't know what that means, Richard. I'm a little confused by that whole thing. Um, I photobombed Lisa at a coffee shop in Gerdwood. She was really nice about it. Well, of course it was. It's election season. What do you, what do you expect? Uh, Of course she was going to be doing it here. Well, I'm not going to let you guys hear this. Hold on. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, um, well, we're waiting to. My coon should be driving up here and uh, parking in the garage any second. Um, the green room is what I meant there. Man, this cold medicine—some good stuff. Um, all right, <clears throat> I lied. I really didn't take any cold medicine. I just—it's. I can at least blame my weirdness on it for today. Right? Right? Am I right? All right. Don't forget to like and share. Don't forget to like and follow the show page. Don't forget to ring the bell and well, now it's got like a swoop on it going on. It's pretty. Now it looks good. Uh, Don't forget to uh, subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube. All of those things will help help us even more um, than anything else. So please. and, And just share. Just share the show. That's all I'm asking for the love of all that's holy. Just share the show. Uh, come on, <clears throat> Mike, uh, Mike Coons here, uh, should be joining us in just a hot second. And, um, uh, oh, that's it. I don't see him, but we'll, I'm sure we'll find him between now and the beginning of the, uh, between now and the beginning of the theme music, which happens here in just a few minutes. My hair is fine. Yes, I know. Now it's perfect. he has got the swoop and everything. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> ranked choice voting or not, says Sean Lisa is going to be hard to beat Palin could, would win by a wide margin If Nick voters embraced the rank the red Well, I mean, that's what we were encouraging everybody to do You could vote for Nick But make sure that you ranked Sarah a number two Or number three In my case, since I voted for Chris and then And then Nick, and then Sarah So, there you go all right, here we go, folks. Jumping back into it, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
0: Whoa, buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the Michael for information on how to get access to the podcast. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom.
1: I just don't fathom it.
0: The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world.
2: Around the state of Alaska, on this, your favorite radio station and or translator, it is The Michael Dukes Show, broadcasting live, uh, and uh, we are just now... Getting into hour two of the big radio show, we're supposed to be uh, jumping into it with Mike Coons here, who was going to do it uh, via video, but instead we're going to do it via telephone because uh, he got the wrong link. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to just start today. If you heard last, I think last week, week before last, we were talking about this. It made big waves. Uh, Mike Coons, who was the founder of the chapters of AMAC, which is the uh, Uh, which is the conservative alternative to AARP. That's how it was sold to us. Um, and he came up here and, uh, and, and built up the chapters. He, he was the one-man band. He was a champion for this thing to get it all started and get chapters started here in the state. And then, of course, what we heard was that um, all of a sudden they said, um, sorry, we don't want you to be team captain anymore, and they kicked him to the curb. And people in the Matsu were not happy about that. Um, in fact, they said, okay, so we'll just disband. And they're like, oh, no, no, you don't have to do that. And, oh, yes, we do. So I wanted to get the straight dope on this from uh, I wanted to get the straight dope on this from uh, Mike himself. So let's go over to him right now, and we'll see uh, what he has to say. Good morning, Mike. How are you?
3: Morning, Mike. Thanks for thanks for having me on. So I can kind of it's, uh, um, I don't want to talk about the elephant in the room too much, but I do want to promote what we're doing instead to take and moving forward. Okay, but. Well, I, mean, uh, I think so,
2: I think, in all fairness, we kind of should know what's going on for especially people oh yeah, who gave yeah. gave money and did all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, we should kind of know. One. We should kind of know what's going on here. We can't just yeah. kind of shovel it all under the carpet.
3: Oh yeah, no, no. I, I'm I'm willing. Really, I just I just don't want to spend an extraordinary amount of time on it. Sure. Um, but the history on this is yes, eight years ago. Uh, I was you know caught, you know like a lot of us we were getting I was getting in the mail from AARP. And I just, I just didn't really feel good about AARP. I kind of had a not sneaking hunch that they were a liberal and I had no intentions of uh, giving them my money. So I had heard about, I'd been hearing about this a- thing called AMAC and this was back when uh, Rob, uh, uh, Mr. Weber was the, was the, the founder, the CEO and the founder. And so I called them up and I said, you know, I hear, I want to be a member. And they, they were like, okay, tick, you know, they were tickled to death about that. And I said, so is there any chapters here in Alaska that I can go to and learn more? And the answer was, no, we don't. But would you like to start a chapter? And I'm going, this uh, <laughs> is you know, kind of out of the blue. She says, I'll tell you what, she says, I'll give you a one year's free membership if you'll start up a chapter. Now, that's talking about a cheap date, 16 bucks. <laughs>
2: right right so
3: so i got a one year's free and i ended up starting up this chapter and it just went from there and we grew and we grew and we grew and i mean my very the, the very first meeting we had overflow we were at the mta building downstairs we were we were filled overflowed there all the way outside we had to turn people away um there was a huge, uh, need for, for the mature Alaskans. Uh, we don't call it, they, you know, I still don't call myself senior, although I'm, I'm, they say I'm not on the new 40. Now I hit 70, which I think is BS, but anyway, um, <laughs> that's the new 40.
2: That's the new yeah. 40. I can't wait to hit it, man. I just can't wait. Yeah, to hit that's, it that's,
3: the, that's, what, that's what they keep saying. I that's what I'm hearing, but anyway, um, so, over the years, with with Dan Weber, uh, he was huge on the chapters. Uh, he wanted the chapters to be out there and in, in front, and we were. And I went to Juno. Uh, went and I, I went to. I talked to legislators. I worked. Uh, I helped. You know, I testified. You know, on bills and representing uh, AMAC. Our AMAC chapter I was never representing AMAC itself. You know, and the. In, at law, lo- you know, at large, but I was representing my chapter members. So one day, I Clint ch- uh, uh, Dick and I were on, and we were testifying against Andy Josephson's This was this 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 year uh, bill for 100 increase in gasoline tax, and KTOO um, quoted me and they quoted me as you know president of the master chapter AMAC action. But that went to the AP wires. The AP wires, um, some lawyer in New York City for AMAC saw it, called up headquarters. I get I get this nasty phone call. What the hell you mean you're testifying and, and representing, you know, AMAC. And so I caught t- ten was ten ways of hell for that. And so we I thought we had that resolved that so that AMAC was actually going to listen to what we needed. And then they were going to endorse or oppose legislation, and then I could put it forward from there. They never did. They never followed up on that. So then, fast forward, um, we had a we had a um, forum with Governor Dunlavy, and he showed up. We had 105 people show up, and Politic, as he had been doing was video videoing our, our meeting, uh, live streaming our meetings, and uh, everything was fine and there was apparently some idiot on on online that then turned around and um uh did a uh death threat against AnSync uh out, out, out of that. And so I got Word man that she got in death threats, you know, at, at, right after that meeting, she wasn't saying that it, we were it was from our people or anything like that. But, you know, she, just, she didn't let me know. So being, you know, being straightforward and being honest and being transparent, you know, I called AMAC up and said, hey, this is what's going on. You know, just in case you get any, you know, you get any You know, sideways views, you know, hearing about this, that, that this is what happened. None of my people, you know, called her up and gave her death threats or anything like that. I said, as a matter of fact, I think we know who it is. And we've given that name to the state troopers, blah, 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 blah. They went completely nuts over that one. What do you mean you're live streaming it? And I went, yeah, I've been live streaming it for the last three years. You can't live stream. I went, yeah, we've been. I said, a matter of fact, I said, my monthly reports, you know, for our after after meeting uh reports, I have stated on there that we have a gentleman live streaming and we did 1,800 views. We did 2,000 views. We did whatever. And the uh, head of operations goes, oh, I don't read those reports. And I said, well, you're the one that requires me to send the reports. So he went nuts over that. So then the my chapter members were very angry about that. And they were actually ready to call her quits right then and there. Right, May of this year. This is so about two months later. I went down to the Amac conference in Orlando, and um, we had uh, we had a sit down meeting with the CEO Bob Coulter, and we had a kind of a come to Jesus meeting. It was good. It was I thought I thought it I thought it was productive. Uh, we, you know, there were some compromises made on both sides and I thought things were going to go well after that. So because when, at the conference, we there was a we had like a, an hour forum just on Article 5 in, in uh, the uh, U.S. Constitutional Convention and AMAC is, ha- is 100 percent on board with that. And it's like, OK, cool. So we got this, you know, we got our state and coming up. So then in August we had our meeting, and I had Mike Shower and Jim Crawford there, and you know we got educated up on you know what what this what this was and what it wasn't the whole nine yards. So I asked, I said, okay, so do we? So it basically brought up the point that you know, the yes on one guys, we're gonna need some help, we're gonna need some money. Uh, we knew how much it was gonna cost for some advertising. So, you know, so everybody was agreeable to that. We were gonna give them some money to, to do that. And so I put it in my report that we were we were endorsing, you know, ballot measure one. Well, let me, let me back up just a second. So about three, four months prior to that, I had called the VP And raised this issue about ballot measure one. I said, I understand that it's a 501c4 that we can endorse candidates, but can we endorse a ballot measure? I said, we endorse legislation, we oppose legislation, we do all those things. I said, why, you know, I said, can we do that on a ballot measure? And he kind of hem and about it, but yes, we could. Okay, fine. So then, so, so fast forward back to August. So in my report, I put it in there that was the third Saturday of August. So I send the report out the same day. I always do. I go out on my hunting trip. I, le- I left on the 2nd of September. I'm out on my hunting trip and the phone rings. Thank God I didn't have a beat on a bull moose at the time. <laughs> and which unfortunately I never did get a beat bead on a bull moose, but that's beside the point. And uh, so I get this phone call, and I got uh, Andy Maggioni who's the VP, and Jennifer Be- 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 I Can never remember how you pronounce her name. Anyway, she's the operations informing me that because I we were endorsing that ballot measure one, and we were stepping outside the bounds of five hundred one c four, and we were stepping outside the bounds of Amac action, that they were they were they were letting me go. And I said, wait a minute. I said, Andy, I talked to you two, three, four, maybe more, four months ago about this very subject and you him and hot about it. But you know, you looked at 501 501c4, and there is nothing that says we can't endorse issues. And that's what this is, is an issue. And he goes, No, he said that we never we never had that conversation. And I went, Andy, we did. Well, if we did, I would have done a letter, and I went. Well, you didn't do that either, Andy. Um, so they said, "Well, you're you're being formally informed that you are no longer with AMAC. You cannot support AMAC. You cannot advocate for AMAC. You're not an AMAC uh, chapter leader anymore." And I went and I said, "I'm formally telling you that you're full of shit, and I don't. I don't. I don't like this. However, you're the boss. If you want to fire me, fire me." So then I get a phone call from Shelley Hughes. We got—I just got an email. What the hell over with you and Amac? Found out that that email, there was a mass email out to eighty-nine hundred Alaska Amac members at 1230, 12.33 specifically, stating that I was no longer with Amac and that I was that I was no longer a chapter leader. The phone call was between one and 1.30. So, so almost an hour after they sent out a mass email that that was basically saying that I was fired, uh,
2: they called you, know, you so... and told you you were fired. Yeah, okay, this is after yeah. yeah after the fact.
3: Yeah. All so right. so I was like, okay. So I talked to Shelly. Shelly ended up calling Andy. Andy basically told her there was a done deal. Um, she tried to reason with him that, you know, finally that there was nothing that says we can't endorse, you know, a ballot measure. Because um, she knows the rules better than he does, I think. And so uh, then I got a text message from uh, David Eastman. Uh, then I got a text from Mike Schauer. And then I got a, a text from Delaney Johnson. and apparently they had sent out to all the legislators as well that, that I was no longer. So that was really nice of them. Um, so uh, so that I came I came home and we were still having our meeting in October. that because now since I was no longer, Tom Wood, who is my VP, is now the acting, president of the, of the chapter. Right. And so I sent an email to them to, to AMAX and said, okay, we're still having our October Tom's running it. Tom's the acting, acting person. And the subject matter is going to be, you know, what the future is of our chapter. And because we have to send out, they, they send out this mass emailing to all, all Alaska members about, you know, any upcoming meetings. I said, you know, so Tom doesn't have the form that you use. Tom doesn't know how to do this. So here's the information I'm helping him out with this. And I got, got a nasty email back, you know, basically telling me to bug off that they were going to handle it themselves. They finally ended up getting hold of Tom, got, got into a pissing contest with him. Um, But never, never, not once, not one time did they tell Tom that he, he was not the acting, uh, uh, acting leader or acting president
2: All right, Mike, hold, hold the line for a second Mike Coons is our guest, he's the former AMAC chapter president And we've been talking about what went down with AMAC uh, Here in the state of Alaska And where we go from here But we are up against the break So we're going to take a quick one And when we come back We will continue with him and get more of the information And then find out where do we go from here Where do we go from here uh, We'll find out uh, here In just a moment The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based. Free thinking radio will return right after this.
0: What is that? Common sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Duke Show.
2: Okay, we're uh, in the break right now with Mike Coons. Uh, Mike, uh, fair warning on this: don't uh, try, watch your language, will you? Because you, okay. you you okay. drop you drop the S word there. Not a good thing okay. on on radio. Okay. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, we'll get back to that here in just. We'll get back to the rest of your story here in just a hot second. Let me go back here to see what some of the other folks are saying. Um,
3: uh, yeah, and I tried that uh, what, that 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 streaming thing that you sent me. Is what I did.
2: The Streamyard link, mm-hmm. and you said you were in, but you're not in. I well, I I came out. I can I can try try it again. If you want to try it again, that'd be great. The stream, the one that I sent this morning is not the not the Google Calendar invite, but I sent you a Streamyard link this morning.
3: You should have an email. Right, and that's what and yeah, and that's what I that's what I used. Let me see if I need again here.
2: Okay. Try one more time and see if you can link into it, and it'll tell you. You can just drop right into entering
3: it. entering the studio. Loading. Um. <clears throat> wow, well, Mike. Oh, this this is having you. Okay.
2: All right. While Mike is working on that, I will remind you that you can uh, hit subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube. Hey, look, I see Mike has joined us in the chat room right now.
1: Uh,
2: uh, Let me turn that down there so we don't get the bad feedback and uh, we'll get that squared away there. All right. Mike is now in the green room where uh, we will get started with him here in just a second but subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube and then uh, you can uh, also uh, uh, like and follow the show page on Facebook so one way or the other you will make sure that you get your notifications in the proper time all right uh, looks like Mike is uh, in the chat room now uh, in the green room rather and let's, uh, bring, him yeah, let's, let's bring him on board There we there go, we go. Okay. There we go. All right, okay all right Mike all right Mike um uh, do you have do you have headphones, headphones. that's
3: the next no one. I, I can you hear you hear me right
2: i can hear you, I but, hear I can you but, hear but i can, I also, can, hear I hear can,
3: also, can also hear me so i was just, so curious. Was just curious all right let me get off the telephone then oh there you go yeah
2: good call there you go yeah is that better yeah that's better there you go okay all right so now we're ready mike coons amac joins us uh, you there i'm here I'm here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm not hearing you. You're not hearing me? <laughs> I, no can hear, I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. Well, you know what? <clears throat> We're just going to go back to the old telephone. We'll just do it the old fashioned way. We'll just do it the old fashioned way. We will just do it the old. We'll do it this way. Uh, because it's, uh, better, uh, on there. And in fact, what I'll do is I'll just put you up on the screen and then mute your microphone. So now you can talk and people can see you. How about that? There we go.
3: Uh, okay. So is that going to work? Yeah. That'll work. That works. All okay. right.
2: All right. Now that we've got all the technical stuff squared away, folks. <laughs> wow, man. It's amazing. Um, all right, so we're going to continue this story here uh, in just a moment with the big meeting and the big showdown, uh, which ought to be very, very interesting here as we get uh, further along. And uh, then we're going to find out exactly what the uh, answer is. You know, wh- where do we go from here? Kind of thing. That's going to be the next. That's going to be the next batch of stuff. So we're going to put uh, Mike back in the uh, green room for just a second here as we finish up. Uh, coming up tomorrow on the program, it will be Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature here on the program. I don't have any guests lined up. I might try and line somebody up today for tomorrow. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but uh, hopefully, we will. Uh, we'll have. Uh, we'll. We'll. Hopefully, we'll. It's going to be a good show. Let's just put it that way. That's all I'm saying right now. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm feeling so much better. But uh, still a little bit fuzzy around the brain case, so uh, just you'll, you'll have to forgive me as we get ready to go into it. Uh, don't forget, coming up a week from uh, this Saturday is going to be our big radio auction statewide. We'll talk more about this as the week gets ahead. Here we go, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. All right, we're continuing now our discussion with Mike Coons, who is a former chapter president for AMAC here in the state of Alaska. As we said earlier, AMAC uh, came about, um, you know, kind of as an alternative to AARP. And uh, Mike was one of their most stalwart advocates there at the very beginning. In fact, he started the first chapters here in the state of Alaska and was doing a ton of work. Um, And I mean, he came on the program several times to discuss and talk about these things. And I thought uh, was doing a great job. Um, But as we found out, they weren't liking some of the advocacy or some of the positions or I mean, there was all different kinds of things that they weren't liking. And so they removed him from the position. And now we come to the meeting right after they have removed him. And Mike was going to finish that story before he tells us where we go from here. All right, Mike. uh, So let's continue on with the story. You were about ready to hold the meeting they finally got a hold of your vp and uh where do we go
3: from here so right after, right after they got hold of tom uh and tom was highly upset uh with it we had a long conversation about it um they had this first time first ever webinar for alaska for the, for the alaska chapters Talking about uh, AMAC Alaska issues, which they had no clue about what Alaskan issues were. But the the after the introduction by Andy Maginioni, he made it very plain and very clear that the MatSU chapter of AMAC action was was on hold. That there was no leadership. Uh, that we were not going to have a meeting the next day. This is Friday. Our ne- our meeting was the very next day. That Saturday, there was not going to be a meeting on Saturday, and that there was no leadership, and that they were working on getting new leaders for 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 the Matthew chapter of AMAC action. So, I'm I'm sitting here watching this, and because I was able to to, to get on the webinar, I couldn't. I couldn't respond back but i could sure stack walk it watch it so we had a meeting anyway um you know they they uh they had not and i asked tom specifically did they ever tell you you were fired no did you ever get anything in writing saying you were fired no were you ever told that you couldn't represent the uh the chapter as the acting president or acting team leader or whatever no we're having a meeting so we had the meeting uh Tom opened it up he he was he ran it and he brought me in as a guest speaker so I laid out everything that was ha- that it that had happened and the we had a I had a almost an hour of question and answers and really laid out everybody, We had about 40 people there and everybody was not happy to say the least. And so at the end of, you know, I laid out after laying everything out, I said, I said, okay. So uh, I said, since we, you know, we still, we still follow, you know, the Robert's rules of order and everything. I said, I, as a member of this chapter I make a motion that we uh, dissolve the Matthew chapter of AMAC action immediately. And do I have a second? And there was a second, and so we opened it for discussion. We discussed it for for about an hour, and then we voted. And out of uh, approximately forty people, it was two no's, the rest were yes. And So uh, AMAC was informed about that. They're not happy with it. I don't care. Uh, That's their problem now. So um, we don't have a chapter anymore. Now, there is two other chapters in the state of Alaska. If you people that still want to uh, be, you know, to to um, be part of and be advocate for and to you know, you know, do things for 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 seniors who throughout the, in the state. You know, there's still two of them. There's Robert Coulter's down in South Anchorage, and he meets the uh, second Tuesday of each month. And then you got Tim, I think his last name is Byron, Byron, something like that. Uh, he's up in Fairbanks. Which I started that chapter up in Fairbanks. I went up there and, and got people to volunteer and start that up. Uh, Robert started it up for Anchorage because we had a need for that, and he and he was one of my chapter members uh, in 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 Wasilla. So he they got those two still going on. Right. And that's and that's and that's all good and fine. And I have and I hold no animosity to towards 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 them. Or to AMAC and, and to the AMAC itself to and to our Alaska chapter members. I have you know I go for it, folks. You know you do everything you need to do and right. Uh, you know, be be an advocate for for seniors' issues and I fully support that one hundred million percent. Well, Mike, uh, I just don't can't support the the leadership that just pulled the stunt stud on me, but.
2: Well, let me so let me ask you this. I mean, essentially what this came down to was the political active uh, the the, the, the activism side of it. This is where it wasn't Amac as an organization. It was the political action arm that they felt like you were running amok or putting them in danger or that was their responses that we can't do. They couldn't do certain things, even though you, you feel like you were within the law. Is that the gist of this whole thing?
3: they were they they run scared on 501 C4 and they are running scared uh, they don't want they don't want you know liberal you know uh socialist you know attacking them because as i've been told a million times well we got a big target on our backs well hey, guess who had a target on his back the whole time my back my front my side my head you know I mean, i've had i've had i've had socialists and liberals attack me Ten Ways a Sunday, so it's like okay, I'm still here,
2: right, <laughs> so right,
3: right. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, but they just they are so worried, and and sadly, the leadership at in Florida in Amac went woke. As far as I'm concerned, they succumbed to this woke uh, intolerance that they were more afraid of that than they were standing for conservative values in Alaska or Florida or K- Kansas or whatever state. Right. Across the nation. So, and that's what they wanted to do. That's, they wanted to, they wanted to fire me. Okay. okay. I'm fired. And so, so, so now do, we're doing. Yeah. So now where now do we, we go mean. from
2: here? That's, that's my next question. And so where so do we go right, from here?
3: So right after the meeting, uh, Tom adjourned it. And then I said, "I would like to form a new organization here in Alaska." And at that time, I was—I come up with the—I came up with two way, two two names: the Concerned uh, Seniors of Alaska (CSA), or the Concerned Alaska Seniors (CAS). Um, and I was told by a couple of different people that CSA probably wasn't going to be a good idea since CSA also stands for Confederate States of America.
2: Right, right, <laughs> so,
3: right. So we so so that's what you know, the proposal was. And the the people there said, well, wait a minute, you know, do we want to just do we want to be strictly a senior organization or we want to open this up for, you know, all voting voting you know voting age people that are you know can, can vote and so that's when we came up with concerned uh concerned conservatives of alaska cca
2: so that's a so, new organization and does it do yeah. similar things to what uh amac used to do or what uh you know w- what is the you know w- what is the what is the the i guess the charter of the cca what is it what does it stand for what do, what do you guys do
3: yeah, the the uh, word me see, I think I do do I have this on my my computer uh, already up? Yeah, here we go. Okay. So come on our mission, our our vision and this is this is what we were we're going to be voting on on the 19th for finalizing. but the vision is to promote the growth of conservative truth and policy. To voting age Alaskans. The mission is to be a focal point for fair conservative debate, election issues, candidate information, and issues that affect the promotion of a just and responsive government. Increased knowledge of conservative values, policies, issues, and support through membership meetings and technological outreach to Alaskans, and advocating for responsible city, borough, state, and federal government to ensure our freedoms and liberties. That's our mission statement. Nice. And that's where we're going.
2: So you're holding this meeting on the 19th. Um, I'm assuming anybody who has a vision or has a belief in conservative values can participate, since yes. it's no longer just a senior organization. So yes. what? Uh, where, do, where do folks go to find out more about it? Where is the meeting? How do we
3: find out about more of this? Okay. One, I'm working up an events uh, deal on Facebook for that uh, so that'll be going out and that's going to be pub, uh, that'll be put published put out for public. Uh, I just sent a letter to uh, We the People. Uh, that so that should be coming out. Well they I think they I think their their paper comes out this week. So there's an article in there. And also this is going to be at the real life church in Palmer. It's on the uh, Palmer Wasilla Highway, just north of um, uh, Equestrian Acres. Uh, that's going to be that's our that's our go-to place. Uh, we're, I'm in the, uh, I mean, I want to I want to see how this goes first, and then if it's going to go good, then I want to be able to maybe alternate between between there and Chugiach Senior Center, so I can kind of catch that Eagle River Chugiach Northern Anchorage crowd. Um, so we're going to be doing that, but that's going to be the third Saturday of every month at eleven a.m. And It's just going to go like clockwork.
2: So is this a is this a pack? Is that what your group is this a political action committee or is this what is what is this uh, what is this group going to be formed of?
0: Okay, hey, here's the
3: funny part. Um, remember, I was telling you that AMAC was all big about you know we're a five hundred one c four we cannot endorse candidates, right? Well, I finally got hold. I, uh, I, I got a hold of a lawyer, um and I and I laid out everything, and because I had and I I researched five hundred one c three four and six, and so I sent I sent him the our articles of association, our bylaws, our mission statement, you know, and you know the rules under five hundred one c four, and that's one that it looked like the best because. In the rules, it says that an organization, 501c4, can endorse candidates and support candidates as long as it's not the primary mission. I just read our mission statement. Endorsing candidates is not a primary mission. Right. our, Our primary mission is education. People so people will understand and know what's going on legislatively, what the bills are talking about, what the legislature's doing, what the borough assembly is doing, what the city of you know, the city of Palmer or Anchorage or whatever are doing, and educating people on those issues. So then, then they can turn around and be advocates and go to those uh, borough assembly meetings or or call in or go to go to committee hearings in, in Juneau, right. Um, you know, for legislation, that's all that is to two years from now, when it comes down to, you know, reelection. Yeah. Are we going to want to uh, support, uh, you know, people like Shelly Hughes and Mike shower and, sure. you know, and, and, and whoever. Yeah, we're going to, but that's not, that is not our primary. And I can, I can, I got it in writing. Right. right, And right. I got and I got the lawyer to came back and said, yes, we can be a 501C4, which AMAC action was right. just like. Hey, so, yeah, you're, you can't so
2: you're not. a So you're not a uh, you're not a a pack. You're just no. an organization or association, a nonprofit. It's 501C4. You're able to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do folks go to find out about you, Mike? We're running out of time here. Where do they go to find out about you? And the meeting is on the 19th at the church. Uh, where else do they go?
3: Uh, right for right now, that's pretty much it. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you know, Coons Mike is my name on Facebook. If you want to touch on me there, you can PM me there. Um, I'll I, if you want to talk to me personally, you know, after can PM me. Um, uh, I'll give you my phone number. I don't, probably shouldn't put it on the right. on the air here.
2: Well, you can uh, people can reach out to you and find out about it. Uh, oh, Mike yeah. Mike Coons, <clears throat> Concerned Conservatives of Alaska. CCA, right? That's where yes. we're at. All right. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on board and sharing with us and lightning, you know, giving us some some insight into this. We appreciate it. We thank you for coming on board and we look forward to hearing more from you guys as you proceed to grow. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Mike. Hold the line for a second, folks. We're out of time. The Michael Duke Show continues. One final segment dead ahead here. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio.
0: Live every weekday morning on Facebook live and michael all
2: right Mike uh, final thoughts here I'll give you a couple minutes here just for any final thoughts that you may have um, uh, going on um, any final thoughts Mike
3: Yeah you know, I just I just hope that we can get folks to you know I, I would look we got 400 and some odd people already from the from the previous. And I'm really thinking that we're going to be able to do that, and I'd like to grow with that. I would like to be a a, uh, a a good good group of people that can be that'll get out there and advocate and and be able to make some change and stop you know silliness like you know this like this this last election, it, it's it's my my ulcers are kicking in like crazy like everybody else's. <laughs> You know, it just it's been mind blowing. And you know, if there's anything that I can do with this with this with this organization and building this organization so that we can get more people out there to to advocate and to vote and to discuss and to cuss and you know, to you know, to to, to change minds. I mean, I had, had one lady that was going to be a no on on the constitutional amendment. uh uh, ballot and i laid it out to her and gave her the facts and she changed her she changed her vote to a yes so it's it's just that's what my that's what my goal is that's what i'm hoping to do and I this one guy on facebook who's does not like me at all he called me a power broker and um if he thinks i'm a power broker more power more power to me than because i don't consider myself a power broker i consider myself just a an alaskan that wants to get out there and I've, i see a way of helping and i want to help yeah
2: well we appreciate uh we appreciate you coming on board thanks for sharing the information with us again cca concerned conservatives of alaska that's what you're saying yeah might have been better to be concerned citizens and then you could have drawn a bunch of people in who may have not been or who may have been just flirting with conservatism but either way CCA um, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on board and thanks for uh, uh, and thanks for coming on board and, and uh, sharing with us today.
3: Thanks so much for having me on, Mike. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's keep in touch on this. I'd like to kind of follow up on how we're doing. Yeah,
2: Yeah, you bet. You bet. All right. Mike Mike Coons, thank you so much for calling in and uh, being part of it today. We appreciate it. Um, We uh, uh, we, uh, love getting the information there. All right. Um, Down to the last uh, segment of the show here this morning. So I guess... What do we want to talk about? I don't know. I think I'll open up the phone lines. There you go. I think I'll open up the phone lines. See if I can do it without blasting everybody out. Thanks for calling. All right. We'll do that. Uh, That is all ready to go. Got the phone lines up now. And uh, we can get things rolling there. Um, <clears throat> folks, thanks for coming in and joining us today. Please be sure to like and share the show, like and follow the show page, subscribe and ring the bell on YouTube. Do all that kind of stuff. We appreciate you guys uh, being part of it today. Thank you for uh, coming on board, especially putting up with the fact that I have been uh, not at a hundred percent for the last uh, for the last for this last week. Um, I feel a ton better than I did. I mean, Monday and Tuesday were the worst um uh, like death on a stick uh but now uh I'm feeling a lot better and at least I can hold complete I can I can form a complete sentence which is positive cuz if you saw me on Monday and Tuesday you knew that I was uh <clears throat> yeah yeah baby uh definitely not uh definitely not good stuff there so anyway I uh, appreciate you guys coming in and joining us let me go back over here and see um um, um, he, he, um. I'm sorry. I'm just going back and looking at some of the comments here. Uh, Politic says they never had a single invite given to the Vote Yes group. It was a very one-sided, politically motivated discussion at AARP. AMAC Nation shut down the conservative voices. No rebuttals allowed to the narrative that, we, we, that we're presenting to the ARP. Dark money, Alaska is a cheap date. Yeah, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's, that's part of the problem. Brian says, with the weaponization of the IRS, you can see why they'd be scared. And, and I could see that for sure. And, I mean, with the law the lawfare, the warfare, the legal warfare that we're seeing against candidates and everything else, yeah, I could see why they're scared. But at some point, you, I mean, you're either there to be in the fight or you're not. That's the thing. I mean, you're either there to be in the fight or you're not. Yes, they could be scared, but if they're following the letter of the law, I don't see as how, you know, I don't see as how that could be, you know, and maybe AMAC should be countersuing some of these people for the same kind of stuff. Maybe that's, you know, what it is. Um, <clears throat> Robbie says, you mean to rub two thoughts together? Yeah, I was barely able to rub two thoughts together on Monday or Tuesday. Today, I got a, I got a little friction going, I got a little warmth going. I can get a little bit going on all right we're 10 seconds out the Northern Justice Project is a 501c3 yeah exactly there's a there's a lot of stuff like there just you know. all right phone lines are open let's go Okay, we are in the final segment of today, and let's just go Jokers wild. How about that? Let's just open up the phone lines, and um, let's just open up the phone lines and see what you guys have to say. How about that? Phone number to call, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Special thanks again to our friends at Satellite West for sponsoring this hour of the program. And uh, it is uh, some good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you can uh, go out and find them at Satellite West if you are, you know, Anaktuvik or Adigan. uh Adak or Angoon. I was looking for all the A's. I was looking for almost there. Anchorage or Uh, Okay, I lost it. I didn't have another A. A fog neck. There we go. There you go. Wherever you are, you can get something from Satellite West that will keep you in contact, whether that's uh, text messaging or emails or internet or phone calls. They've got them all over there. Satellite West, you can find them at satellitewest.com. Thank you for sponsoring the program. All right. Um, So the phone lines are open at 907 433 3150. Whatever you guys want to talk about. You am Chitka. Thank you, Brian. Uh, If you want to uh, to squawk about the election, you can. If you want to complain about my math from earlier, you can. If you want to talk about something completely different, you can. Whatever it is that you want to talk about, open line, open form. How about that? It's been a while since we've done that. Anything is fair game, including, I don't know. Joker's wild. Joker's wild. So, whatever you want to talk about, I'm 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 here. Let's uh, let's see what you have to say. Uh, 907-433-3150. We would love to hear what uh, what your guys' thoughts are here on the program. Tomorrow uh, is going to be Firearms Friday, uh, which is my weekly therapy session, as you know. Weekly Therapy session. I feel so good about it. I feel, I feel, I feel good. Uh, we're going to get a chance to sit back and relax, talk a little bit about guns and firearms. And we might, uh, even have a, oh, we will have a guest tomorrow. We will have Chris Chang will be joining us. Top Shot Chris Chang will be joining us an hour, too. And of course, Willie Waffle. I mean, come on. What more could you ask for on that? Um, and, um, that's it. Maybe some surprises. I don't know. We'll see if I feel as much better today as I did from yesterday. If I feel that way tomorrow, then it'll almost be like normal. It'll almost be normal. Take that COVID. (laughs) It was like a bad flu. That was it. I mean, I just feel like somebody dropped a bus on me from orbit. And other than that, we're good to go. All right, let's uh, go back to the phones now and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is John from Anchor Point. I was just curious about how the ConCon turned out. Oh, John, bad news for you, my friend. Two and a half to one, a no on the Con-Con. Oh. I know. All right. Thank you. I know. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. It was a, we knew that was going to be an uphill battle though, John. I mean, you can't get outspent a hundred to one and expect that things are going to turn out differently. (laughs) Um, We we fought the good fight. Very true. I think that the outside dark money is a problem in all these races. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. So much advertising. Oh man. That's all you saw. I mean, like I said, on election day, I was laying on the couch. For about an hour, I watched YouTube, and I saw six ads in an hour about no on the con I mean, they were just blasting the airwaves. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going on out there. All right, John. Well, thank you for calling in from Anchor Point. Another A that I forgot. See? That's, that's where you go. Um, all right. Let's go back over here and uh, continue on with some calls. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
1: Good morning, it's Melody from Wasilla.
2: Hello, Melody from Wasilla. What's on your mind?
1: I just wanted to call you and tell you what a great job you've been doing going over those election results. You're really the only place that I've ever really been able to find real numbers. I want to say that I'm happy that Dunleavy is still in office. Yeah. I was talking to Senator Schauer about him and telling him I wasn't sure which direction to go. And he goes, do you want Walker in there? And I said, nope, I'm voting for Dunleavy. He goes, you got to give him credit for the things he has done and not look at all the things that he didn't do. And that's true. Also, I am so happy that Senator Schauer is still standing tall for his constituents in Juneau. Yeah, I'm very thankful that we have him.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. But that's
1: all I wanted to say. You did a great job in presenting the results. And, <laughs> Thank you. And, um,
2: Considering my head I'm was happy underwater. happy to see that
1: we did get some, pardon?
2: Considering my head felt like it was underwater, I felt like, okay, I mean, we must have done okay then.
1: <laughs> you did a good job. You did a good job. Thanks for being upfront and honest and putting it all out there for everybody to know what's going on. I'm disappointed we didn't get the ConCon vote, but we can always try again, right?
2: Yep, exactly. We've got 10 years uh, either that or uh, maybe we can change enough of the players and make things work enough to, to get it done on our own. I don't know. I mean, we got to do something. Something's got yep. to change. I agree. Something's got to change. I
1: agree. So you have a great day, Michael.
2: All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Melody. I appreciate it. Uh, 907 433 3150. I got time for probably one more phone call if you would like to sound off this morning. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And uh, we'll be, be, uh, until then, we'll be preparing for the Firearms Friday event, too. Um, Brian asked in the chat room how expensive are YouTube ads? well uh it depends on where you put them and how many and it depends on if they're skippable or not and everything else but I mean they're you know if you get enough impressions where people look through it you know you could talk about you know 30 40 50 60 cents an impression um, it can it can add up but when you got a gazillion dollars I guess that that uh, I guess that doesn't matter right. Players keep being changed, says Politadick in the chat room, but they keep uh, moving further left. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we keep changing the players and we've changed out one third of the uh, prior to this election. I haven't done the math now on the rest of it, but we've you know, we've changed out a third of the legislature prior to this last election. And now we've changed more, I'm sure. But. um, It's. uh it I mean it, it's gonna be a challenge. If all we do is change out the players with people who are gonna continue the business as usual big government spend, it's not gonna help us. I mean, it's gotta be whole this is kind of like the fiscal policy working group thing. It's gotta be holistic. You can't just change out the players. You've got to change out the players, you've got to change out the you know, the venue location for the for the for the session. You've got to change the rules. You've got to put fiscal conservatives, um we got to put fiscal conservatives back into into the into the uh, um into the the house so the, the senate the leadership the legislature you got to put those people back in there um it's it's insane it's crazy um all right well we're out of time we got to go uh so tomorrow is another day tomorrow in fact is my therapy session i'm looking forward to it Thank you all for coming in. Thank you for being patient with me this week as I navigate the Rona. We will see you tomorrow. The Michael Duke Show. Kind, Be kind. Love one another. Live well. All right, we got one line on hold. Let's take it, shall we? Let's do it. Let's live dangerously. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. This is Bubba from North Pole. Hello, my friend. What's up? uh bishop. did click bishop get re-elected yes i gotta probably guess it's gonna be yes yes Yes. he did he was re-elected um and his uh let's see where is his oops i'm sorry that is house district um, not p uh, i'm sorry i'm scrolling through the i'm scrolling through the list here real quick so i can give you the actual numbers there we go <clears throat> um and let's see that would be house district r click bishop 56.39% of the vote elijah Verhagen, 27.89% so it was almost a well, well, it was a 2 to 1 margin 2 to 1 margin click bishop over elijah verheggen well there's a new definition for insanity so.
0: And it'll be Tuesday's election.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you send the same folks back again and same again.
1: Place.
2: Yep. All right. Well, Bubba, thank you, thank you for your call. I appreciate it, folks. We're out of time. Gotta go. Hope you guys have a good uh, have a good day. We will see you tomorrow.